Hey everyone, this is Matt Reynolds, the president and founder of Spirit and Truth, and I want to thank you for listening to the Spirit and Truth podcast. Uh, we are so grateful to connect with you. The, today, before we begin our episode, I just wanted to uh, share this special message and just ask you to consider prayerfully partnering with our ministry through giving. I don't know if you know this or not, but Spirit and Truth is a standalone 501c3, and everything that we do as a ministry, from our uh, church equipping to all of our resources like Firebrand Magazine to our global partnership and church planting in places like Kenya, all of it is made possible through individuals just like you and through churches who believe in our mission to help raise up more and more people who are empowered by the Spirit, rooted in the truth, and mobilized for the mission. And so we're in a critical time of fundraising right now as a ministry, and we'd love for you to prayerfully consider becoming one of our ministry partners. If you'd like to do that, you can go to spiritandtruth.life slash give, and we would appreciate anything that you might be able to give, either a one-time gift or even becoming a monthly ministry partner. All of the information is available there on the website. Again, thanks so much. Thanks in advance for partnering with us in this in this mission to see the church really become fully alive, both in the U.S. and around the globe. Uh, we love you, and we, we appreciate getting to partner with you. You're listening to the Spirit and Truth Podcast. I'm Maggie Ulmer, and on today's episode, Matt, Emma, and I talk about the topic of why believers gather together. Of course, we're thinking about this because we have our Spirit and Truth conferences coming up here very shortly in 2024. But more than that, we were discussing the fruit of what happens when believers gather together and make space to encounter the living God and all that can come from that. It's a great conversation, and I can't wait for you to hear it. Welcome back to another episode of the Spirit and Truth Podcast. I am Maggie Ulmer, and we have some other lovely folks here. Introductions. Matt Reynolds. Emma Winchester. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) Maggie's very Very excited. excited. Very excited today. (laughs) I am. I'm excited today because it's um, Wednesday. We record podcasts today. We had Thai food. It's a good day. It is. (laughs) What else do you need in life? Podcasts and typhoon. Jesus. You need Jesus. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. So let's talk about that. Okay. What are we talking about today, Matt? Uh, well, a couple of things that kind of go together. We're going to talk a little bit about um, our conferences that are coming up in the first part of 2024. We're in December now, and they are right around the corner. So I want to share just a little bit about that and why we're excited about that. And then more uh, broadly, why gathering alongside other Christians for prayer and worship, physically getting together with other believers uh, and making space for God to move. Why that's so important and what what are some of the promises in the scripture about that? And really, I, I guess we're trying to get at why do we even have conferences like this? What is the point of it? And, um, and how do we see God move in the midst of it? So, um, yeah, so we're going to talk you know, a little bit about the conference and then more broadly about the Gathered Church. Sounds good. So are you guys excited for the conference? Is? Yep. Mm-hmm. Is? Well, I said conference and then I tried oh, to make it plural. Conferences. Yeah. Yeah. All the conferences. Yep. 
They're kind of coming up quick. I know. I have to say that when you first pitched the idea of multiple conferences, it was shortly after we had finished the conference, or or it, yeah. it was at least close enough in the rearview mirror that I thought, oh my gosh, I can't do more than one of those. Yeah, but we, by God's grace, we can. Yes, of yes. course we can. I'm just saying that, like, I'm very excited for it now, but in the moment I was like, oh my God, I'm so tired. <laughs> <laughs> well, and... Uh, I think we've shared this on the podcast before, but we are doing it a little bit differently this year. Um, we really sensed a couple of things. One, we wanted to simplify things just a little bit, and uh, we don't have as many different speakers that are coming in. Um, the time blocks are are kind of spread out in the schedule. We just want to create... What we realize is like, and we've learned this over a series of years, but... We just need space. We mm-hmm. need to make space to meet with God. And we don't have to fill up every minute of that time because the Lord always does beautiful things when we make space for Him. And um, and so we kind of simplified the schedule. We kind of just honed in on um, a little bit of a shorter time frame. So it's just Friday night and Saturday. And we wanted to make it really accessible for people. And so we... We did, we're doing conferences in three different locations in Mobile, Alabama, um, in Conroe, Texas, which is just outside of Houston, and then in Dayton, Ohio uh, in April. And so that way people can uh, come more regionally. We're doing each of them in churches that we have partnered with in different ways, and so we're excited to kind of partner with friends, so to speak, and um, really are, they are friends and get to do ministry in those locations and and we tried to make it really as cheap as possible just to to cover the costs and um, so that as many people can come as possible and and it's just on the weekend which helps with working folks and so yeah we're just trying a different approach this year rather than kind of a longer extended focused thing in Dayton but um, really our heart is just to make space for God I mean that's the way I, I see it we want to create an opportunity for people to meet with God. Yeah. Amen. And as many as possible. Yeah. You yeah. Know, like as we're saying, we're going all over um, and making it as accessible as possible. Not just, not just to, to do that for nothing, but so that normal, ordinary people, you yeah. know, that may not have a bunch of money or, you know, like yeah. who may not usually be able to set aside multiple days for the Lord, like to be able to, to do that and to yeah. be poured into and to be encouraged and to receive prayer. So Amen. I'm really excited. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In some ways it's, it's kind of a hybrid of what we normally do with our church weekends, which we do all around the country with individual local churches. And it's, it's a similar schedule to that, but, um, but now, you know, with multiple churches, people coming from lots of different churches into one place in a region. And so, what, I know what we've seen at the conference in the past and what we see on these church weekends is that um, there's a lot of spiritually hungry people. Yeah. And when we make space for God, he always shows up. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I really hope that the more accessible format does is I hope that it cracks the door even more on that hunger that we see in people. I think that we encounter a lot of people who... Um, who think, oh, well, 
this type of experience, this type of spiritual experience, that's not really my thing or that's not really something I go after. And, and I actually, I used to struggle with that idea, like that chasing God was somehow, I mean, at the root of that was just my pride, but I think that some, the lie that we can believe is that somehow it's undignified or that we shouldn't, shouldn't be asking for more and more and more. But um, there's no such thing as like greediness at the table of the Lord. There's because there's enough yeah. for ev- everyone. Yeah. And so I just want to say this is for everyone. Yeah. And um, I don't know. There are no favored seats at the table of the Lord. Like he can encounter you in ways that you never, ever expected. And and it does happen very powerfully when we are all gathered together because faith increases mm-hmm. when we see him moving in the room with other people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I love that. I love it too. I love that we're hosting them at local churches. Yes. Also and not because centers, yeah, event centers. Yeah. Because, you know, you don't have to be a leader. You don't have to um, be on the front lines of ministry to receive from the Lord or to be a part of um, a part of what God wants to do in a room, you know, you know, so often that scripture, like as we've been talking about this, just a bunch of different scriptures have come to my mind. And so often that scripture where two or more are gathered, there I am Mm -hmm. with them is used. And yet sometimes I think that we think that we can't be one one of the two, you know, we can't be one of the ones who yeah. gather together because we have other priorities or we have jobs, we have families, we have all of these things. And yet there is an invitation from the Lord always to, to come away for a little bit, you know, to make space. I think about the disciples at Pentecost and how Jesus had invited them ordinary, bruised, bumped up, messed up people to gather together in a room and to just wait on him. And when they did that, you know, what are the effects? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're sitting here today as Christians because of the ripple effects of, you know, gathered believers at Pentecost. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think one of the things that I, I just have this conviction about, you know, and it's it's here's here's how I feel conflicted, but it kind of all come around to why we do what we do with our conference. On the one hand, I feel like we don't need in North American Christianity, we just don't need any more conferences. <laughs> uh, I kind of don't even like conferences in that respect. Like I've been to a bunch of them, all different ones, leadership ones ones geared towards different areas of ministry discipleship or youth ministry all of the stuff ones just for pastors you know all of them like gosh over the years so many of those and so much of the time it just I don't know just I left feeling like encouraged and excited but yet really just like with a list of things that I should be doing that's what it felt like to me like Mm -hmm. oh man those people are doing such amazing things. I don't, I need to do more things. You know, that's, that's kind of the driving and maybe it's part of my personality, but I would just hear all these things and stories and, uh, all these latest 
tips and I was like, okay, I got to do more stuff. And this conference, the conferences that we do with Spirit and Truth are not that because we don't need more of that. Actually, they're not really about information at all. Um, mm-hmm. Well, there will be there will be good, solid biblical teaching. There always will, will be that. I mean, and we have some wonderful teachers that are going to join us. Um, a few of our friends who are coming in at the Alabama conference, our friend Carolyn Moore, um, amazing preacher, she'll be there at the Texas conference. Um, Kevin Watson's going to join us. And um, in Dayton, Andrew Thompson, another good friend of ours. And so so there'll be great teaching. But really, the point is not just to get together and just sort of dump a bunch of information on people. The point is really to set aside some special time just to meet with God. I mean, that's really the heart of it. Because we believe that when you encounter the presence of God, and you do that alongside other believers, that there can be lifelong and even eternal consequences in your life that yeah. that you're changed when you experience his presence and um so we that's our our, our main agenda is really to facilitate and you know space and interaction between the people and god not to to try to download something on you or to you know give you a bunch of stuff that you that you need to implement or do although there's going to be that there's always going to be learning really just we want we want you to get what god wants for you (laughs) and we don't always know what that is you know but we can make space yeah and he will make that known as we spend time in prayer in worship hearing his word there is there's something more than just tips and tricks there's more something more transcendent that can happen than that among the gathered people yeah i think um you know we've talked about the conference and our or, or well past conferences and then we're talking about these conferences i feel like we're talking about them maybe a little more than normal maybe that's because there are three or i don't know but i something i want to say is is that if you're listening and you're sort of discerning, should I come to this conference or, you know, there's a thing that happens um, when we decide we're going to do something. I've certainly, I do this is, you know, I decide I'm going to go and then I put it on the calendar and then I kind of like forget about it until, you know, the week before and I have to start figuring out, you know, what clothes I'm going to put in a suitcase. But this conference whether you're in Alabama, Texas, or Dayton, is not like other conferences. And I know you just said that. I'm just going to, I want to reiterate it in this way. This can be a place where you come and encounter the Lord. And will you receive something that is sort of communally happening in the room? Yeah, absolutely. There's going to be preaching. and But also, I just feel like the Lord is doing such interesting things in the church right now, just with individual people. And if you need a time to just go and be in a place where the presence of God is primary. Yeah. It's the priority. And then this is that. You know, and it's in those places where things that you've been thinking about, things that you've been hearing in prayer, it's in those environments where oftentimes the Lord will meet us and sort of clarify something, Mm -hmm. you know, and now does that always happen? Not necessarily, but it can happen. And so I think that if you are discerning coming to one of the conferences or if you have already signed up and are coming, 
you know, ask the Lord, Lord, what do you have for me? Because one of the other things I think we have a strong conviction for in this ministry is participation with the Lord. Like we're not just passive occupants on a bus headed towards heaven, you know, like we have a life that can be lived in partnership with the Holy Spirit. And anyway, this is a space that we're going to hold. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, I'm just, I'm very excited for what's going to happen with God's people. Right. Let's talk a little bit about why this is important and how it actually ends up shaping our lives. Mm. Um, Because coming together with other believers for worship and prayer and seeking the presence of God, that's not just a nice idea. I mean, this is like, this is a core scriptural idea and it's fundamental to our purpose as human beings. Um, You know, ultimately we were created to worship and you know I I was thinking uh, as we were talking earlier I was thinking about uh, John chapter 4 this passage that we talk about a lot because our ministry is named after it but I mean I don't think we take this seriously enough when when Jesus talks about actually we know what God desires from his people he desires Mm -hmm. true worshipers yeah he's not looking for um, you know a bunch of people to build stuff for him or to whatever figure something out for him he what his the the lord's heart for his people is to gather worshipers and we see that in throughout um israel's history right i mean that's really creating a people for himself and what's at the center of that always this um that the life is centered around worship practices Mm -hmm. i mean and we see that in the new testament as well i mean he he desires for people to worship and we're instructed throughout a scripture to gather with other believers and we know that's that's how the church began and it how is has been sustained for the last 2000 years is humans getting together and living into their very purpose of their creation alongside other humans as they worship God together and so i guess i just want to say that to say i mean this is what we're doing on sunday mornings as we gather with the church or saturdays if you go to church on saturdays but um, there's something really beautiful about carving out a special weekend for it as well and gathering with people that are outside of just your own congregation yeah. so that you're actually, you're seeing the unity of the body of Christ come together in a kind of very tangible way and together uh, we're not coming just to, to get something but also to give something to the Lord. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maggie, you touched on this earlier and uh, Matt, you just kind of brought it back to my mind, which is gathering with people who aren't in your immediate circle and how that increases your faith so much because when I hear a testimony of what God is doing in your life or um you know people's lives all over you know like it it takes you out of your own problems your own life a little bit to see that God is actually doing something bigger he's actually caring for people in a in in big ways and I just never get over you know I'm thinking about the conferences and just different faces keep popping into my mind because you know like I was a first-hand witness of a healing or a deliverance that happened for these people Mm -hmm. and how much like even if something doesn't happen super big super powerful for you 
you know, how powerful is it to gather around other believers and be witnesses of something big and powerful that's happening for them? Yeah. And that type of encouragement and support and um, and being witnesses is another part of being the yeah. body. You know, it's not always about being the recipient, but it's also about being a witness. Yeah. And to your point, Emma, a lot of times we show up in these environments in a variety of different states. Mm-hmm. Because that's that's I think part of what we've we've observed also is we see the people who come in who are are hungry and they're they're pursuing and then we see people who are coming in they're like on life support mm-hmm. and they're weary and those people f- find each other you know I mean I just think about I think about a testimony of healing and that it, that happened at the Spirit and Truth conference one year in Dayton to a woman and it was done by someone who is sitting behind her mm-hmm. in the you know in the road they didn't know each other but this man had a word of knowledge for her and said I think you need healing in your shoulder and sure enough yeah and she received that healing and I just think like don't stay home and miss that yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. the Lord might want to use you too that's yeah. a good point it's not just like leadership putting on this thing for other people for other people but it's all of us together we're all in it for the same thing gathering being empowered yeah yeah there's something really uh powerful too about being around other people who are hungry for the same thing Mm -hmm. that's one of the things i love about these conferences is that it gets a lot of people in the same room who are just desperate to see god move yeah and want to go deeper in their own life with god and they want God to move in their churches. And it just like, it gets like all the really hungry people together and says, you know, it, it kind of like stokes each other's fire. Mm-hmm. And um, that's something that's just, it's it's always super encouraging to me to see the way God does that. Amen. Is there is there anything in particular that you guys are looking forward to most about this uh, coming year with with the three conferences that we're talking about? I do. Yeah, what? (laughs) Um, I think one thing that uh, the Lord is talking to me about for next year is uh, increasing my expectancy. Mm. And like when we gather together to be expectant to see healing and deliverance and um, all of the signs and wonders that we read about in scripture, I think the Lord is, I don't know if it's just for me or if it's for Um, all of us as a body, but to approach him with expectancy and faith and that if we believe in the power of the gospel, then we really truly can see people healed and delivered and raised from the dead. And so, yeah, I'm expectant that as we prepare, you know, that he will meet us in those ways. Absolutely. So, (laughs) I mean, I am also anticipating just a, I mean, we've talked about this before, Matt, specifically, you, you have, um, you wrote about it not too long ago in a Firebrand article, but, you know, the church is just in an interesting season of purification. And I think that, you know, after purification comes sifting, because you have to sift what belongs and what doesn't belong. And that's a difficult process. And I think that, um, 
it happens in a collective way, sort of globally all across the church. And then I think it happens in individuals. And I think as it happens for individuals in environments like that, in the com- that gathered space where the presence of God is there, it can just be a really, exp- it can really expedite the process. And I'm, I'm actually very expectant for that because the thing that is on my heart right now is just for the church to get up off of the mats. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I'm just so ready for, for the people within the bride to, to not feel so beaten down. Mm-hmm. So I just, I want, oh, I don't know why this is going to make me emotional, but um, I think I just just really want people to understand that that um there is victory in Christ and and we can that can be for us and um and he doesn't not you know whatever the difficulties are he does not mean for us to carry those mm-hmm. you know forever and ever amen with a period at the end of the sentence you know anyway yeah amen well yeah, I'm I'm excited. I I'm always uh I just I love seeing God move in people's lives. And you know, we always say, you know, our heart our heartbeat in this ministry is to see the church fully alive. But that doesn't happen until individuals are fully alive. Yeah. And I I feel like every year at the conference and I I know it will happen this year. You just see little glimpses of God just bringing people to life, mm-hmm. maybe catching a vision for a kind of Christian life that they didn't even know was possible, mm-hmm. or maybe they knew it was possible but hadn't been experiencing, and just like God setting them free to walk in His power and His authority, and um, you know, sense of calling and anointing upon their life, and that stuff is just seeing people just come alive in that way. Um, yeah, I don't know if there's anything better than that. Nope. Um, Matt, you were saying this earlier, you know, about gathering and worship, but let's just, I think for the sake of, of just anyone who might be listening and thinking, I don't know about these conferences. Is this really, is this biblical? Like what are, what are some of the instances in scripture that we see that where you're like, okay, people are for sure gathering and we are for sure seeing the power of God move well, basically every place that Jesus went. <laughs> yeah. The entire book of Acts. I know. Well, I was just thinking, so there were these two. One is very obviously like, a, a, you know, I'm sure lots of people use this as an instance, but, you know, in chapter four of Acts, after Peter's released, uh, or Peter and John go before the Sanhedrin and then they pray, you know, and then there, there's the moment where the believers all gather to pray see chapter 4 28 they did oh right 29 now lord consider their threats and enable your servants to speak your word with great boldness stretch out your hand to heal perform signs and wonders through the name of your holy servant jesus after they prayed and the place where they were meeting was shaken and they were filled with the holy spirit and spoke the word of god boldly i love i love that yeah Yeah. i also think of the feeding of the five thousand (laughs) <laughs> yeah I that feels like a you know what I mean like you come you receive something that you had no expectation of receiving there's 5,000 people mm-hmm. yeah I mean 
I don't actually think this is a, a stretch to say this is just this is just what happens all through the scripture. Yeah. I mean, when the people of God gather in his name, he does stuff in their midst. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mentioned earlier Pentecost, where it all gets started as far as the New Testament church goes. And what are they doing? They're people who are followers of Jesus meeting in a common place because they're following Jesus' instruction to meet and to wait on him. Mm-hmm. And in the midst of their waiting in prayer, the spirit falls and then they're sent out from, from there. They spill out into the streets and other people hear the gospel. So they're they're empowered and then they take the gospel with them everywhere that they go. But it's not the last time that the church gathers. I mean, you see in, in Acts 4, in Acts chapter 2, in right after the passage you just read, there's all these summary passages of the ways in which the people keep coming back together, being filled, and then being sent back out. Mm-hmm. And um, so, you know, obviously that's what we what we want to see happening in our churches all of the time mm-hmm. is that we're coming together, being filled, waiting on God, uh, and then being sent back out to share the gospel. Um, but I think that there, I think there is room for and a need for special times where we're gathering not just with our own little bubble of believers but pulling together with people from other churches and sort of just making extra space um you know i think people have experienced this even growing up you know when you when you're in youth group and you meet with the same kids in youth group every week but then you go on a retreat you know you go away Mm -hmm. somewhere and you just make some extra space it's just like somehow God just meets with you, you know, Mm -hmm. it's like, and it it doesn't have to be anything crazy. It just, there's something powerful about making space. And, you know, he's, we see this in our adult lives too. Maybe, um, someone listening that's been on an Emmaus weekend before, or, you know, I know, um, it's been a, it it was more popular a few years ago, but things like, a um, promise keepers event or these kind of things, these gatherings, where it's like you just make some space to go and meet with God. Um, That principle, those may be different than the way that we're talking about the conference, but the principle kind of still holds. You're like gathering with other believers, and God just shows up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I I am just thinking about in the book of Hebrews, um, chapter 10, you know, the, the author writes, let's see, in verse 23, let us hold fast to the confession of our hope without wavering for he who promised is faithful and let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. There's this connection, you know, verse 24 starts with the word and. So there's this connection between holding fast to our confession of hope and meeting together. And so that connection can't be disconnected in our lives there's no way for us to securely and at least it's not the intention or the original design to believe to to hold fast to the gospel in isolation it's always as a larger part of the body of of the whole bride you know to be together to encourage one each other one another yeah there's also a lot of um you know i kind of mentioned a few modern examples and then we've we're starting to talk about the biblical stuff. There's a bunch of historical examples too. You know, I think about early Methodist and camp meetings. 
um, I mean, all kinds of interesting gatherings during the first and second great awakening when people mm-hmm. would gather to hear the word of God proclaimed mm-hmm. and the spirit just came and did stuff, you know? Yeah. I mean, there's just over and over in all different contexts around the world and throughout history when people make space to meet with other believers to make, you know, intentionally seeking the face of God. Yeah. Um, beautiful things happen. I think that, um, and we see that, that, that premise of making a space is a very specific biblical thing. Also just the, you know, when we look at the narrative in the old Testament about, you know, finding a Moses building the um, tabernacle and then David wanting to build the temple and then Solomon fulfilling that. And I love when the ark is finally brought into the temple in first Kings and the presence of God descends and the priests are not able to complete their priestly duties. They fall down Mm -hmm. because the presence of God is there. And then what's so cool is that Solomon then turns or comes, he turns around and he addresses the people and explains why this has happened because God has promised that he would come, you know, that these things are to be fulfilled. And so anyway, it's just beautiful. So I think when you're talking about those moments in history, this is just the, a continually kept promise yeah that when we make space he comes yeah you know i think there's a, a part of it um making space sort of like you know you could be doing other things that weekend but when when you set aside time and say i'm just going to go and i'm going to meet with these believers i'm going to listen for what god has for me i'm going to seek him that in and of itself is sort of an act of humility. Yeah. You know, it's a posture of humility to say, um, God has what I need. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And me just always just spinning my wheels and coming up with my own plans and doing, just going through my own motions isn't enough. Yeah. That I need the presence of God in my life and I need to hear from God and I need to be encouraged by other believers. And so it's sort of like, just going to these kinds of things is a sort of way of acknowledging your need before God. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's part of the reason God moves in that way because he responds, you know, to, to humble people mm-hmm. who, you know, it, it takes humility to make space for him to say, I need more than what I have on my own. Amen to that. And I think, I mean, like at the end of the day, what we see in Revelation is a people gathered mm-hmm. together, you know, the marriage. And so it's also a, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's like, it is an act of humility. We are doing something in humility, and yet we are also preparing ourselves in a way. It's an act mm-hmm. of preparation for something that will come, that will happen. It's a, it's a, it's a prophetic act to come together as a people and to prepare ourselves to wash our robes in a way, you know, mm-hmm. to, to keep doing the work of the people, even if we're doing it begrudgingly, even if we're doing it, you know, run down, as you said, you know, we meet people all over that spectrum from totally on fire, totally content to totally yeah. run down and tired and weary. You know, we see people all across the board and yet, Jesus meets each of us Mm -hmm. individually 
and it, we're all centered around him. We're all remembering what he did with his body, with his blood. We're all remembering that he is the one that has made us whole, who has made us well, who has made us a new creation. And so it, it is, you know, these individual acts, they're all important. All of our individual yeses are important. Mm-hmm. And yes, there, and yet there's a greater collective yes that we all have to be a part of, yeah. which is, yes, Jesus, I will center my life around you. Yes, I will remember what you have done and look forward to what you will do. And that is just, that's the reality of being a part of the body. It's a responsibility, yes. you know, to continue to do that work. And whether it's in a local church or at a conference, it's what we do. And so that's the calling, really, you know, to gather together. Matt, you're looking at me funny. He's <laughs> proud of you. <laughs> yeah, you're amazing. He's okay. having a moment well, over here. <laughs> and everyone should just listen. Just listen to what Emma says. No. Because. Listen to what scripture says. <laughs> well, what you're saying, what scripture, scripture says. Scripture says, yeah. I mean, that's the beauty of it. Yeah. And that's why I love what you're saying, because... I think you're echoing the heart of God. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. um, Yeah, it's just really beautiful. And so basically what Emma said is, if you want to be a part of the cosmic plan of God, (laughs) then you should come to our conference. (laughs) No. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. Um, Maybe maybe not that exactly. I'm saying discern. (laughs) Yeah, I'm just kidding. No, but you're, you're absolutely right, though. I mean... The the picture that I had while you were speaking, Emma, is that I I was thinking as you're speaking, this is what we do every Sunday in worship yeah. too. Yep. And then totally. what we, but we're in our in our own little, like our own little houses, mm-hmm. and meaning houses of worship. But it is so thrilling and exciting when we do all come together, and it is like one great family reunion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Amen. Well, uh, friends, we do, you know, we do hope that if you hear this and you're in one of these regions, or even if you're not, you should come and travel and uh, join us in one of these locations. Um, And if it's not with us, then you should do it with somewhere else. There's a a lot of opportunities out there. Uh, It doesn't need to be a Spirit and Truth conference. We truly are. This is not just a straight pitch for our uh, conference. What we're saying is that you need this in your life. Whether it's with us or with somebody else, you need this uh, yeah. this kind of space in your life. Every this person, is a pitch. At, yeah, go yeah. ahead. I was just going to say, every person at this table has been to other conferences, oh, yeah, and totally. other gatherings. And yeah, I we, still do that because I yeah. I need that in my life. I know. I was going to say, this is a pitch to be a part of the big the Christian life, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. a fuller Christian yes. life. Yeah. Go to the reunions, people. Go to <laughs> yeah. the family reunions. So. Um, if if you want to join us at one of those, we'd encourage you to go go over to the website spiritandtruth.life slash conferences. And uh, that has all the information about all three of those conferences and all the details, the link to, to register, all of that stuff is there. And um, yeah, I think for me, just the takeaway is let's just continually look for ways to make space to meet with God. Amen. Get around other hungry people and make space to meet with God. And we'll be the first to tell you that for these three conferences, look, we're not the flashiest bunch. <laughs> we, not super shiny, no. We don't have a lot of 
we don't have any tricks up our sleeves. We're not going to manufacture anything. It's not about hype. We don't, I mean, you want to just want to know the fact of the matter. The, I mean, the music is going to be awesome, but all three of them are going to be led by a local church mm-hmm. worship, worship bands. Yeah. We're not putting together some all-star, you know, fancy band. We're not, we're not doing any of that because we think what we really need is, is nothing fancy. What we just need is space. And so, um, you know, if you're if you're looking for a list of a hundred tricks that you can take back to your church, it's probably not the conference for you. But if you want to meet with other hungry people and seek the face of God, just make some space, then you should come and join us um, because that's that's what our heart is, and mm-hmm. and we believe God will show up in the midst of that. And we're praying diligently uh, for those gatherings, um, and we just today. Uh, the team was doing some discerning prayer about one of those conferences and just um we're just expecting God to 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 do stuff. <laughs> I don't know how to say yeah, it. Yeah, he is to do stuff. It's, he's uh, talking to us about you guys. Yeah, we're we'll be praying and we hope that you will too and um yeah, maybe encourage a friend or someone else in your church to come along with you and and we'll see you at one of the conferences. All right. That's been our episode for today, you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Remember to hit that subscribe button and share this episode with a friend, certainly with a friend who you want to bring with you to one of our conferences. That was good. Yeah, I know. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, we'll come back to you in the next conversation.